spirit. Well, he Lord has made, we shall rejoice and be glad in it. And we thank and praise you, Father. We thank you for your word. We want to hear from heaven, Lord, so that we can be healed spiritually, physically, mentally, in every way, Lord, because we know that you never fail us. And so we thank and praise you, Father God, and we lift you up. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, and praise God. Hallelujah. So we're going to talk today about enduring through the process. Everybody's going through a process. Amen. And so we're going to, well, I, I call it, well, this is what the Lord really told me. He says dark times or dark, you know, going through dark times. So enduring through these times because it won't be, won't be dark all the time. Amen. Joy comes in the morning. Amen. So d- does anybody feel me, what I'm saying about the Amen. <laughs> Amen. So God is saying endure to the end. Amen. And we know we can't give up. And we know we have to push through. But, you know, sometimes we push through dragging a limb, you know, (laughs) whatever, you know. Come on, Cletus. But God wants us to endure going through with joy. Amen. And sometimes it's hard to do, but you can do it. Amen. You can do it. See, you have to keep reminding yourself that God is in control. Amen. And his promises are sealed with an oath and a promise. And when I thought about that, I said, how can we lose? Sealed with an oath and a promise. Amen. And so whatever it is that you need God to do for you, he is going to do it because he has already said yes. Amen. You know, sometimes we fear the unknown because we don't know what's going to happen. But whatever happens, God has already said yes and amen. Yes, amen. The answer is yes, because you have his oath promise and his son's blood, and he's already um, done everything for us. He's already spoken it. We have the rhema word on what he's already said. So how can we fail? See, the the answer is within us that we have to change how we look at things. It's all how you look at things. Amen. Change our expectations. Change our our way of thinking. Change what we think about things. So really, when you're going through the process or you're going through dark times, it's really a time, you know, how we say, wow, it's taking so long. That's the time for us to get our minds changed. Amen. This is a time when we need to start working on us. And that's why sometimes it takes a while. Amen. We're, you know, God wants us to prepare ourselves for what's to come. And it's, you know, the Bible even tells us about those uh, pouring new wine into the old wineskins. And so, you know, we have to prepare ourselves to receive what God has mentally, physically, in every way. You know, we need to prepare ourselves for what's to come and stop worrying and stop thinking about what's going to go wrong or what might not happen. What if it happens? Are you ready for it? <laughs> you know, are we ready for what might happen? Amen. So the Bible tells us that we're to endure hardships like a good soldier. And when it says good soldier, this means that we don't murmur, we don't complain. He wants us to go through. I mean, you know, it may not be all dancing and lollipops and roses, but if Paul and Silas can sing hymns to the Lord in a pit, you know, with dirt, and I mean, it was horrible, I I would imagine. 
you know, if they can sing praises unto the Lord and their their hearts were so fixed towards God that the the, the chains were broken and the doors came up, that's a whole lot of love for God. Amen. See, everybody is trying to get their faith on, you know. But I'm like this. Get your mind straight and your feelings towards God. It's like he is not a mean God. He's not a God that withholds. And so if we change our thinking about who God is to us, I think that would really break the barriers down and that would loose the chains. Amen. So that word endure, because it says endure like a good soldier. Endure means to suffer patiently. Suffer patiently. Isn't that something? Patiently, not murmuring, complaining, wandering, upset. It's not about that. It means also to undergo or to go through. And that means not to tarry. (laughs) A lot of times we're waiting for the storm to be over and we're lingering we're, we're the ones that's lingering, you know, making it bigger than what it is. Um, endure also means to live through, and that means that you gonna, it's not going to kill you because the meaning of endure is to live through, and that's a good clue. Clue word, it won't kill you. This won't kill you, and this too shall pass. It won't kill you. It means to experience and to survive. That's one of the meanings of the word endure, to survive. So God has already set us up to survive, to press through, to live through it, and to go through it. He didn't mean anything in our lives to stun our growth or to cause us to fail. He doesn't set us up like that. Amen? It also means, endure means to continue. So God, when he's, he made that word up and put it in the bible he knew what he was doing because he says i want them to endure hardships like a good soldier and that means when he said endure that means to continue that he he knew already this won't stop them amen sometimes you know if we dissect things in our own mind we can come up with the right answer and peace you know because sometimes haven't you ever felt like well why did god call me to do this this is so hard or I didn't know it was going to be this hard. You know, you can feel that way. But if we really think about it, God has not set any of us up for failure. He's, he, he's, he causes us to uh, win. He causes us to overcome. And so the word endure means to continue. It also means to persist and to persevere. See, all these words mean endure that's why he tells us to do it because there's no failure in the word endure amen it means to remain fruit that remains it means to remain don't quit it also means to stay without giving in (laughs) wow it means to suffer great pain or uh, difficulty so he knows that it's sometimes very hard and it's a difficult thing. He understands that. That's why endure means all of these things. And it also means to to hold out against, to hold out against. And so God doesn't want you to give in. And this is all, um, this is showing us 
that God don't want us to quit. It's not just something we choose to say, you know what I'm saying, like, well, I'm not going to quit and y'all ain't going to quit. It's not like that. This word, endure, means to hold out, to not quit. Amen? It means, um, let's see, not without giving in. Notice it didn't say give up. It said give in. Because endure means to, to keep going no matter how bad it looks, no matter how bad it feels. Endure hardship like a soldier. It says it means to suffer great pain or difficulty, but to remain. So in other words, God knows it's going to be hard. He says, but remain. Amen. Don't quit. It means to survive and to go through, to live through. Because there's greatness at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> Amen. It says suffer patiently. All of these things. That's what endure means. Amen. So we're to hold down and remain while going through dark times. And there are, there are blessings in dark times too. Amen. Because you can go through blessings and God, I mean, go through uh, difficult times. And God can still bless you. When you're going through a storm, that doesn't mean that you don't get blessed. Blessings should still be coming in. Amen. And see, God will do that on the side so you won't get discouraged. So we won't get discouraged. Amen. Preach to me too. Amen. And so there's little things. And another blessing that we receive when we're going through dark times is we change. We get rid of baggage. Ooh, I lost the weight. <laughs> you know, all this baggage that we carry around. We get delivered. We get to minister to other people out of our pain and out of our understanding, out of our anguish. And we get to share what God is doing so that he gets the glory. Amen. See, this is the thing that I believe God is wanting us to know in this hour. When we come through, which we will, because it's said to suffer through, and it says, to, what is that, you know, those meanings, let's see, to persevere, to persist, to go through, to survive, you know, to continue, to remain. So we know because of what the word endure means that we're going to come through. And when we do, God is expecting us to minister to other people, or he wants your enemies and your friends, your families that does not serve God, to see you prevail so he will get the glory. So the glory of the God is risen. Amen. And when you are coming through that Isaiah 60, I think, uh, arise, shine, for the Lord has come, for the glory of the Lord has risen up on you. He wants our enemies and people who are watching, people who are close to see his glory rise and shine upon our lives. Amen. So nobody can say that you pull something out of a hat, but your situation, he'll allow it to get to the point, breaking point, so that everybody can know that he came through and nobody else. He came through for you. Amen. So the glory of the Lord will rise upon you and his glory will be magnified and shown and seen through all everybody who is close to you. And this is all God wants. He wants people to believe in him. And if he wants to use every believer because we belong to him. Amen. So there's a blessing. That's the kind of blessing that can happen from going through dark places, dark times. 
And this is a time when spiritual muscles are being exercised and strengthened. You know, Paul, uh, David said when he was in the, in the, in the uh, situation with the lion and the bear, God strengthened him. And so that wasn't a good place to be. That was, if that was not a dark time, I don't know what was. But he says that the Lord strengthened him during these times. So dark times are times of, you know, being and going through the storms. Uh, God strengthens us. Amen. Hallelujah. He strengthens us and so that we don't quit. There's no reason to quit because God is with us. Amen. Joseph experienced a dark period in his life. Well, several of them. But one of them was, of course, when he was put in jail. I think altogether, maybe 13 years, I'm not sure. But he experienced dark times. But never once did he turn his back on the Lord. Amen. And so he remained, because that's one of the meanings of endure. He remained and he persevered. So that he would survive, because all of these words mean endure. He suffered great pain and difficulties, but he remained. Amen. And so God came through for him every time. But sometimes it was not easy. Amen. He developed spiritual muscle, spiritual maturity, and strength. Amen. Patience. All of these things come out of some rough times that we have and so you know we shouldn't complain so much about going through rough times just go through you know the word endure means to go through amen to persist and to experience but survive and so god wants all of us to win he has not set anybody up for failure but to win so we can call this period bet- between the pit and the palace. I'm not going to say that, but once. <laughs> <The pit. laughs> Pastor Barb, you missed that. I'm only going to say pit and the palace once. Amen. Um, that's right. I'm not pity. We're not pity. Amen. And so we'll call this, this I know you'll like this term, the hellacious middle. I love it. <laughs> And that's exactly where it is, these these dark or difficult times. It's the hellacious middle, and it's a process, or it's a transitional place. That's what I want to call it, of the in-between seasons, amen? It's a, a transitional place. And so what we need to do is bless the Lord at all times. Every single time David got in trouble, he always magnified the Lord. He blessed the Lord at all times, even in his difficulties. Amen. That's the time. But see, we wait until some happy times. Time to, to, to give thanks and to show God that you're coming through and that you're believing him is when you're in trouble. Amen. Hallelujah. And so... We need to get that, (laughs) reverse that, amen. So let's go to Psalm 34. I just want to read, read that real quick. The Psalm of David. And if you stay in trouble, stay in there, stay with David. And do what he did, amen. Hallelujah. Psalm 34, verse 1. It says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually, and that word is underlined in my Bible, and I know I underlined it years ago for a reason. That was to remind me not to quit. Continually be in my mouth, or not just praise them when you need something, but do it all the time. Amen. 
Verse 2 says, my soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Hallelujah. Verse 4 says, I sought the Lord and he heard me. (coughs) In other words, he cried out. He says, and delivered me from all of my fears. And they took, they looked to him and were radiant. Their faces were not ashamed. Amen. I'll stop there. But God wants to continually have praise in our mouths. You know, I know we don't feel like doing it all the time. But when you get in trouble, it's easy to cry out. Amen. Cry out to God. And he says he will hear us. He'll hear our cries. So we need to pray that we continue to endure this this process and not try to take the easy way out. Amen. See, with faith and patience, they, they finished the course. They endured and received the promises of God. With faith and patience, not grumbling, complaining, quitting, being mad. You know, that's not how you win this war. Amen. So in other words, stay in the, on the potter's wheel. Don't jump off and stay with God's plan. Don't go making a plan B. See, when you do plan B, you jumped off the potter's wheel. You quit. You don't, you know, but, but the devil tells you, oh, I didn't quit. I'm still praying. I'm still reading my Bible, you know. But you have really, you know, quit when you get off the potter's wheel. See, sometimes, like this one person told me one time, I feel like I'm in the blender, being dissected and blended and cut up. And sometimes we don't like that. And we get it. It's just like uh, if you you put, if a father put his child on a punishment, and they just decide, I'm not on a punishment no more. I'm leaving the house. Just get off punishment. But God doesn't punish us, but it's the same thing. You're under his authority, and you just stop and just do something else, you know. I'm not going to do this anymore because it's too painful. And so God's plan is for us to receive everything that he has for us, every plan. His plan is a good plan, and he wants us to receive everything that he has for us. But where he wants to take us, we can't take all of our baggage. And that's the only thing this is. This is all about flesh, and it's all about God wanting to bless us. So God will never endorse what the arm of flesh has endorsed. He won't do it. Amen? He's against that thing that you thought up in your head. And you say it's God. He ain't backing that up. Amen. And so he will, (laughs) he wants us to recognize what we do when we do these things. And he'll help us even if we put our signature on the wrong thing. He'll help us and show us how to get out of that if we humble ourselves and submit to him again. Repent. And he will show us how to get back on the right road. I'm going to say that again. God will not endorse what the arm of flesh has endorsed. Write that down. (laughs) And we need to wait on the manifestation of the promises of God because he's already spoken. It's like this. When you tally everything up in your mind, and this is what we do, you have to know that God has already said yes. He, and he, he, we have an oath and a promise to back up what he has already spoken. It's already spoken. And it's, our, it's written. 
So we have all the evidence that we need that God is going to come through for us. Amen. So all we have to do is not lose hope. And and when we start to fear the unknown, start talking to yourself. Amen. Because our biggest enemy is our brains, what we think, the thinking process. And then we start to act out what we think because we don't interrupt that wrong thinking with the word and put the word of God on that. Amen. Think on these things that are good, lovely, pure, and a good report. You know, we have to slam dunk those wrong thoughts with the word of God because that's the only thing. That's the only thing that's going to stop the wrong thinking. Amen. So let's go to Hebrews 6. Hallelujah. Hebrews 6. Verse 11. Let's see, I think that's... Okay. Hebrews 6, 11. It says, And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end. It didn't say until Wednesday. (laughs) <laughs> says until the end <laughs> not five years not three years until the end amen it says that you do not become sluggish but imitate those who through faith and patience inherited the pro- the promises amen well you know I, i've been knowing that scripture for a long time yeah we'll get to doing it verse 13 says for when god made a promise to abraham because he could swear by no one greater he swore by himself amen amen hallelujah it says in 14 saying surely blessing i will bless you and multiplying i will multiply you and so after he had patiently endured there's our word endured again and it says, patiently before endured, patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Now, how did he do it? It was a miracle. He patiently endured. That's all it said he did, unless I read that wrong. 15, it says, and so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. So that's what we need to do, patiently endure. And that's why that word endure means to go through and to survive, because you will survive this. Amen? Hallelujah. And so God wants us to know that it's, it's not over. And he never says it's, o- it's over. He never says it's over. He always says yes and amen. You know, all everything in Christ Jesus is yes. He's already said it. In fact, He put it in your spirit so that you would pray it to come to pass. This originated with God, the author and the finisher of our faith. It originated with him, and it's going to end with him the way he wants it, because we're going to straighten up and we're going to enjoy this ride. Amen? There's no sense in going through being, you know, nervous and worrying. You know, we have to stop that. And start to believe that what God says he's going to do, he's fully capable of doing exactly. You know, it's just like promising somebody that you're going to cut their grass. You're capable of doing it, so go do it. And don't give them any excuses. Well, God doesn't do that either. 
he keeps his word and he is fully capable see sometimes we start to think that it's too hard for god because it's too hard for us to conceive but it's not too hard just like he made the promise he can fully you know bring that promise to pass because he's capable just like you're capable of making that promise to your neighbor i'll cut your grass if you weren't capable of doing it you would never make that promise and so that's how you know we're just mere man and so god is totally capable of keeping his word to his uh children amen hallelujah so through faith and patience they inherited the promises of god they patiently abraham patiently endured and this is how it was done so let's go in the 23rd psalm and i want to turn there uh, let's see david was talking about how god led him through the valley of the shadow of death amen and it's that when i was reading that and thinking about it i was meditating on it most of the week and when i was thinking about that and i said wait a minute and i said this is the same god that led him by the still waters <laughs> So he's, he's the God of the good times, or he's the God of the bad times. But just because you're going through something difficult doesn't mean he's left you. Amen? Amen. Because if he can, he can lead you to green pastures, he can lead you when the, t- the time gets up, though you're going through the valley of the shadow of death, which I pretty much don't know everything that that means. But whatever it means, to me it means maybe something, you're going through a little something rough. But it's the same God that led him both ways. Amen. And he can lead us into our new season of uh, accelerated favor and blessings. I think the reason more people are not seeing Amos 9.13 is because they're fighting against it in their minds. Because they don't believe it. Or they don't see how it can happen. Well, you know, now you know. Endure like a good soldier let's go to psalm 23 psalm 23rd psalm uh i don't have that page (laughs) oh yeah here i do have that and it says here the lord is my shepherd i shall not want amen see god can see ahead of us and he will provide everything for us. So we have no need of anything when we have him. Because he sees ahead of us. Amen. Hallelujah. And he's a provider. And so we shall not want. He makes us to lie down in green pasture. He leads us beside the still waters. And he restores our soul. And that's restoration. Amen everything that we need hallelujah and it says he leads us in the path of righteousness for his name's sake so you know he doesn't lead us the wrong way as long as we stay with god's plan everything is good yea though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil for you are with me so whatever we're going through you know whether it's a a, a storm and you fall out of the ship or whatever you know, he was with Peter when Peter walked on water, and then he started to notice the storm. And that's when we go through storms, we start looking around, feeling it out, 
and then we get scared when we really see what's going on around us. Amen. <laughs> but David says, I will fear no evil, for God is with me. And says, your rod and your staff, your rod and staff comforts me. Amen. Consoles him. Now, see, he didn't look uh, angrily at his father for having a rod. Because a rod is a, uh, uh, I believe it's a protection. Amen. To keep you from going astray. You know, David knew that God's presence was dwelling on the inside of him and dwelling all around us. He was uh, encompassed about with God's presence. And he knew that that rod would give him double protection, keeping him, you know, from straying away and from getting lost. Amen. And so he wasn't afraid of that rod. He didn't take it as an insult. For his shepherd, his father, to have that rod. He says the rod and your staff will comfort and guide us. That was his guidance, the staff. You know, and so David looked at things in the right perspective. He didn't look at God as making him do something he didn't want to do. You know, or leading him the wrong way, like the Israelites. But why are he taking us this way? You know, you know how we do. And so... The rod of God was the protection. That's what it was. And, and for protection, you know, he corrected him with the staff. I mean, he did everything to lead his sheep the right way. And he does the same thing for us. Verse 5 says, You prepared a table before me in the presence of mine enemies, and you anointed my head with oil. My cup runs over Amen. It says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. In other words, nothing can separate me from the love of God, amen, which is in Christ Jesus. Nothing can separate him. He didn't feel lost, just like a little sheep, but he felt comforted, protected. He felt loved. And he knew that God was guiding him all the way through his dark period. Amen. So during dark times, we show God who we truly are by trusting him. And it lets him know that we are truly trusting him and that we're being faithful to him. Amen. You know, when you're in the wilderness, you got to shut up and fall in line and, and just do what, uh, obey God. Obey and don't quit. Amen. And don't get a bright idea. Amen. Eat what you're given and be thankful for it. I think it's all about being thankful and being grateful, glorifying God. Amen. When you're going through tough times because that sure will make your cup runneth over. Amen. And I believe when your cup runs over, it's running over with love. It's running over with everything that you need, provision, everything. You know, spiritually speaking, on the inside, he, I believe God does a, a, a complete and total work on our hearts, on the inside. Amen. So God will increase all that we invest toward him. Amen. When you're going through and it's hard to praise, that sacrifice of praise, I believe that adds up in a good way. I think God looks at us in a good way, in a positive way. And we don't do it to get. We do it to show our support, you know, toward God and what we're going through. Because it could be so much worse. Amen? Things can always get worse. It says, 
um, and don't allow ourselves to become bitter in this process, which a lot of us do. Amen. When you feel yourself getting that way, repent. Because, you know, when we get bitter, we're really questioning God. We're questioning him. You know, but, but if we remember when we're feeling this way to tell God, you know, God, I believe in you. I believe what you're doing. And I believe you haven't forgotten about me. Because I believe that's what Paul and Silas did when they were in jail. I believe they told God periodically, I know you haven't forgotten me, God. You know, I'm in this bad situation. But, God, we worship you, we love you, and we know you haven't forgotten about us. Amen. And so you have to do that when you're going through bad times. You have to just repair your relationship, you know, with God and stay with him and let him know I'm I'm not feeling real good. But I know that, you know, that you're with me. I don't feel like it, but I know sometimes you have to just be one-on-one with God. I think we should do it all the time. So let's go to Philippians 4. There's a little bit in there that I want you to see. I hope I was finished uh, reading that. I think I did. Philippians 4, verse 7. It says, I think I had, no, that's not right. Okay. Verse 7. It says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. And so when you are anxious, the Bible says, number one, be anxious for nothing. Amen. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And so when you've done that, and when you've gone to God and let him know that I'm not, I'm not feeling really good about the situation I'm in, or sometimes you can just let God know, look, it's time for a change. I'm done. I feel like I'm done here. <laughs> He'll let you know whether you're done or whether you're not. It says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, shall guard and keep your heart and your mind through Jesus Christ. In other words, I don't believe God will let you go nuts going through this situation you know i'm going crazy going crazy and god says no you're not (laughs) no you're not you're gonna be okay amen most of the time we need to shut down our thought process and get in the word and renew our minds in the word of god amen because sometimes when your body is feeling sluggish and and slow your mind if it's a renewed mind can tell your body to shut up and you catch up with it, and it all comes together, you know, and you just continue in God even stronger than you were doing it before. Amen? Amen. And so you have to trust. It's a just trusting God, but it's not uh, something that you have to be a miracle man doing. It's like you're just plain old you trying to obey God and, and just doing what you need to do. 
And so sometimes we need to quit trying and just do it. Get it done. Amen. Stop counting the cost. Stop looking at how it looks. It looks good. <laughs> it looks real good. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So you see a dark place is where you get your mind renewed in the word of God. See, most of the time when we're going through something, we just want it to be over. And we're looking for ways to get it done and over. I just, I just, I'm just going through. Yeah, but you get need to get your mind renewed. I believe it's a place of of restoration where you get everything fixed. Amen. If you seek God and and just let the word, you know, there's a place where you can go where you can just let the word heal you. You know, your thinking, your your hurts, your wounds your disappointments you know there's a place where you can go in the secret place amen where god will meet you you know but it's a place of pursuit and apprehension it's like you pursue god and he apprehends you amen and i just believe that it's a place where you meet him face to face amen where you drop all of this other stuff Drop all of your plans. Forget about what you got to do because we all got to do something. And just let God be God in your life. Let him talk to you and tell, him, tell you, what he, wants you uh, what he wants you to do. Because some of us don't know what we're supposed to be doing for God because we've either never asked him or we've never listened. Amen? And so we need to have like a a coming together with all of our thoughts and all of our hyper thinking and we need to rest it with God or rest in God so that he can be God in our lives amen we don't have to do all this stuff on our own we really don't because God is here to help us amen hallelujah you know so it's a place of pursuit and apprehension where God will <clears throat> enlarge, enlarge you in your stress. He'll make him and he'll make your relationship with him bigger than the stress that you go through. Amen. He'll become bigger than all of these things. The Bible says, I think it's in Isaiah 61, it says he'll give you beauty for ashes and oil for the joy of mourning. So he'll, do a, he'll make this great exchange in your life it's like but you got to trade up and give him give it over to him your stresses your anxiety your disappointments your anger all of these things you have to give it up to him and he gives you something better in return the bigger the disappointment the greater the blessing i believe amen amen so the shepherd is leading us through the valley whatever that valley may be it can be a valley of discouragement a valley of disappointment, a valley of I messed up and I don't know what to do. But whatever it is, Jesus Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. And he's the author and the finisher of this faith race. And so he will give us more, um, what is that word, to, to finish. He'll put some gas in your tank. Is that spiritual gas so that you (laughs) 
so that you won't putter out. Because sometimes we try to run this race in the natural fashion where we get worn out. How many have ever done that other than me? Y'all know you do it. And so God wants to make it easy for us. And so the Bible says to cast your cares upon him because he cares for us. And so he'll tell, like he told me so many times before, I ain't tell you to do that, you know, or you should have never picked that up anyway. And so, you know, yeah, things have to get done, but sometimes we have to let God. Sometimes if it is our jobs to do it, we have to allow God to, in, you know, infuse us with the energy to get it done. So we really, we can't do anything without God. If you're doing things on your own, it won't last. But when you do things in him, with him, by him, for him, when you do things through God, he will give you the energy. And he'll give you everything that you need to get these things done. Amen. Hallelujah. So we're to endure. Endure. Because God is with us amen so let's go to hebrews 12 again i i think we went to hebrews before right or wrong yeah sorry to make you go back because i I didn't do it the way i should have but hebrews 12 verse 1 You know, if we would look at Jesus and how he stayed in the race until it was finished, we would learn a lot. Amen. And we would stop going around in circles. You notice Jesus didn't do anything but once. He healed people. He did everything. But the things that he needed to get done, he did it once and for all. And he didn't keep going around and around like those Israelites. He didn't do that. He learned a lesson from them probably. (laughs) But I know we can learn a lesson from them. Amen. And so we need to run the race with patience, finish the course, and endure the process and not keep going around and around in circles. Amen. But allow God to, to lead us, guide us, and heal us so that we'll be up for the race. Most of the time we're too discouraged. You know, does anybody know what I'm talking about? <laughs> that we don't feel like even, we don't even know we're in a race. Oh, we're in a race? <laughs> well, I thought I was out of that race a long time ago. No, you're still in it. You're just doing nothing. Amen. And God is carrying you because he's such a gracious God. But Hebrews 12, verse 1 says, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so, by so great a cloud of witnesses let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run this and let us run with endurance amen and the race that is set before us run with endurance one run with patience verse 2 says looking unto jesus the author and the finisher of our faith who for the joy that was said before him endured the cross he endured amen see god is jesus is our example he endured the cross despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of god amen hallelujah and so he is there praying for us amen 
Hallelujah. And it says for the joy, for his joy, he is doing this for us. It's his great pleasure to intercede and to pray for him, for us. In verse 3 it says, For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself. Least you become weary and discouraged in your souls. Amen. And you know, what does that come from? Wearying. It comes from the cares of the world. Cares and worries of the world. And so Jesus has already got everything set up as our encourager for us to win and not fail. Amen. Verse 4 says, you have not yet resisted to bloodshed, striving against sin. Ain't nobody popped up one sweat of blood, trying to do what they're supposed to do. I'm trying to do it. Verse 5 says, and you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as to sons. In other words, those divine words that's been spoken. It says, my son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens. Can we please remember, I have to remind myself all the time. And what's wrong with that? It's nothing wrong with that. You know, whatever it takes to keep you right and not, you know, sitting down on the job, not giving up. Whatever it takes, you need to do. Amen. It says, and, um, and scourges or whips. Is that right, Pastor Bob? Every son whom he receives. I want to make sure that was the right meaning. Verse 7 says, if you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? But if you are without chastening, of which we all have become partakers when you are illegitimate and not sons, you know, before you knew the Lord. It says, furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us. And we paid them respect. In other words, you you didn't play with him. It says, shall we not more, much more readily be in subjection to the Father of the Spirit and live? Amen. In other words, take your little whipping because you need it. Because that's what we need to live. Amen. To live... To live means correction. That's what it means. To live means correction. Verse 10 says, For they indeed for a few days uh, chastened us as seemed best to them. But he, for our profit, that we may be partakers of his holiness. So God is trying to get us to be better. Amen. He doesn't want us to just exist and not be uh, formed or um, transformed into who he is he wants us to be like him a model of him and that should be our goal amen amen so i think i did it let me finish this this is let me do it again it says um, now no chastening seems to be joyful for the present but painful nevertheless afterwards it yields the peaceable fruit And that's where we all want. We want to yield good fruit. The peaceable fruit of righteousness 
to those who have been trained by it. So it's good to be nice. It's good to be doing all of these things. All that's great. But until righteousness comes up and takes over from the inside out, you know, until you allow God to chasten you, that righteousness won't be there. And then time you get in the jam, it shows. Amen. And so we need to allow God to do his complete work on the inside of us. Allow him and don't get off the wheel. I'm not going to go to the potter. I'm not going to say that. I'm just saying, don't try to wiggle out of what God, oh, well, you know God told me to do this. Or God told me to go there. Now, that's just a way people try to get off the wheel and not finish the course. But the Bible says to endure. Amen. Endure the process. And believe in the dark. I say this all the time because I like saying it. Because this is what God told me one day. Believe in the dark. During dark times, what I told you, in the light, when there was good times going. When you was in faith. When you were believing. When you were all excited. Oh, yes, God, thank you. He says, believe that same thing. Amen. Because nothing has changed. You know, you're just going through. Amen. But you will go through. It's nothing that, nothing too big that God can't fix. Nothing too big. It's nothing that you can go through or the devil can bring your way that God can't work it together for your good. And so don't quit and don't get off the wheel. Stay on there. Yeah, it's painful. Well, I feel like I'm being sliced and diced and cut up. Well, you know, it won't last forever. Amen. But if it's God, (laughs) we go through worse things getting ourselves in worse jams, you know. And so God is not going to hurt us. He's going to, we'll come out as pure gold, and that's what we're supposed to do. So it, it talks in John 12, and I'm almost done. If we will turn there, it talks about a seed and how it cannot produce anything unless it goes through And I like that word, go through a process of darkness. You see, seeds can't germinate in the light. Amen. I've never seen light dirt. And when you plant a seed, it goes undercover so that it can germinate. Amen. But the darkness of the ground is a crucial part of the process of blooming. Amen. You know. You have to bloom into a beautiful flower. Amen. But it comes out of a dark place. So in other words, what I'm saying is all darkness ain't bad. All dark places. Darkness is bad. I'm not talking the devil is darkness. But I'm talking about dark places that you go through. Like if you're going through uh, certain things, some of this is good for us so that we will come out it's pure gold amen oh i'm in the wrong place and so i'm not in any way trying to exalt darkness but what i am saying is that when you go through dark periods in your life or maybe i shouldn't call it dark so i'll say when you go through the challenges or life or when you go through storms god is with you and it doesn't have to be all bad do i get an amen in the house Because God can use these times to uh, increase us, empower us, change us, transform us, and make us better than, than how we were before. 
And so we need to use these times not just belly aching and whining and being mad and crying, but what I'm saying is use this time to get closer to God. Amen? So that he can help us through, and we will come out as pure gold as a beautiful flower that pushes through all of the darkness or the ground, however you want to put it, so that we can be, you know, uh, a beneficial or be beneficial to the earth. Because I believe flowers, you notice they make people happy when people are giving flowers. They can't even argue. Sometimes, you know, I ain't a real flower person, but they still make me happy because of, you know, some of them had good aroma. Some, all of them look beautiful. And so flowers never make you angry unless you're a real tough cookie. And if you are, then God's got something for you, too. Amen. And so, you know, but that flower has to go through something in order to make you smile. Amen. So that's all I'm saying. John 12, verse 24. And it says, this is Jesus talking. He says, most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it If it dies, it produces much grain. Amen? It produces much grain. So example of a life death, this is a life death principle. That's what I'm calling it. A life death principle. And it's that when a seed, uh, a seed must give itself up to a death process so new life can emerge in the form of fruit or grain. Amen? So I'm trying to say this the right way because sometimes when I start expressing things, I get all, y'all know, I get it all confused. I say, did I confuse you? (laughs) But the life-death process is that something has to die to give birth or give life. The death process, this new life can emerge in the form of fruit or grain. So in other words, you have to die to self die to flesh, die to everything that is not good, everything that God does not like, that he didn't ordain in your life, we have to release it, let it go, and let it fall to the ground, let it die, so that he can put new wine in the old wineskins, so that he can increase us, so he can bless us and make us better than we ever have been before, amen? And so we have let, you cannot hold on to anything if you in the process, let everything go. Amen. And don't try to hold on to your Gucci bag or anything like that. You can't take that with you. That was a joke, but I didn't get a laugh, but that's okay. It's funny to me. Well, you want me to say your demons? <laughs> okay, let go of your devils. Amen. Let it go. Whatever it is that you're holding on to, your pride, because most of us are always in pride. Let these things go, amen, and be thoroughly planted in the ground, thoroughly planted, amen. Most assuredly, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone, but when it dies, it produces much fruit, hallelujah. One more scripture, uh, 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians 15. 
You have to let go of unsettled differences. All of these things. There's so many things that I can think of that we need to let go. Amen. Wrong thinking, wrong opinions about certain people or whatever it is that you want to keep and bring into this new year. Just an example. Just let those things go. Let God bury it and let him uh, rekindle the good things, the freshness in your life. Amen. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 36. And it says, Foolish one, what you sow is not made alive unless it dies. Amen. Are y'all here today? What you sow is not made alive unless it dies. And what you sow, you do not sow. Uh, wait a minute. And what you sow, you do not sow that body that shall be, but mere grain, perhaps wheat or some other grain. But God gives it a body as he pleases, and to each seed its own body. All flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one kind of flesh of men, another flesh of animals, another of fish, and another of birds. Then there are celestial bodies. I don't want to go into all of that, but I'm going to read it anyway. And But the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the uh, terrestrial is another. There is one glory of the sun and another of the moon and another glory of the stars. For one star differs from another star in glory. So also is the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. Amen. It's called sowing and reaping. 43, and it is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. Hallelujah. I won't go on. You can read it. That's going to be your assignment. But everything has to be released. Amen. So that new and, and die so that new new life can emerge. Amen. So the dark place produces what's on the inside of us, really. And that's being birthed. What's being birthed is on the inside of you. And it has to blossom. That's new life. And it bears much fruit. So keep a good attitude and don't despise God where God has you. I mean, it's easy to do. But if God enlarged David every time he was in a dark place, he made him bigger than the situation that he was in. You know, he emerged out of the dark place. And God will do the same for us every single time. I don't care how many storms of life you run into. If you, you know, go through with patience and, and give honor to God and let God know where you are. If you feel like God is missing you somewhere, he missed you. You know, I, you know, if you thought you were next in line, just remind God and ask him to help you to um, not faint and to continue to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might, not your own. And God will raise you up. Amen. Amen. Well, why don't we stop? Father, we just thank you, Lord. And we praise you. We lift you up, Lord. And we just ask you to help 